And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing love-shaped state, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. As always, I am Ted Cluck with Zach Bartles. Uh, Zach, this is a very special episode, my friend. Um, in part because it is the, uh, this is probably the final Michigan episode, man. And, uh, Ever? Well, no, uh, of, of for the next few months at least, until I'm back up here. But uh, to commemorate, what we've done is uh, we've moved into a Gut Check's alternate studio. Uh, this is Gut Check East, and... <clears throat> We are uh, we are in Zach's sunroom. Ted's having a little bit of a, a girly little issue with this the smoke that's around us. Well, the I smoke that noticed. you just blew into my face. And <laughs> hey, if you can't take the smoke, get off of the SETI. Oh, okay. We're we're going hyper masculine now. We're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not. You spe- know what? Speaking of hyper masculine, yeah. Should, should we go right into uh, into the fact that that this is actually out of chronological order? You're hearing it is. the yeah. last episode that you heard. If you listened to all of them, was the worst episode ever. Right. And we actually recorded another app between that one and this one. We did. We spent a lot of time in the studio uh, with uh, the very special and hyper-masculine Cliff Graham, which is why that was a good segue. And yet... And then what happened? What happened to that content, my friend? Well, it, as far as I know, it's still safe. Uh, we haven't been given proof of life yet, but mm. I believe that Cliff is holding that episode... Hostage. Uh, hostage in Wyoming. Yeah, he has, a, he has like a bag over the episode's head. He has the episode like... Lashed to a chair, lashed um, with with Velcro that I sent him from Michael's. <laughs> exactly, and uh, at an undisclosed time and place, there will be a drop in which uh, in which we get that episode back and we're able to air it. And what um, we did was that was so amazing was we recorded his his podcast, mm-hmm. then we turned around and recorded our podcast. Has his podcast with us as guests on it? Has that run? No, yet? no. It's all. I think it's all in. It's all incommunicado in like the kind of you yeah. know you know like on on one of those nineties. Uh, Technology is bad. Movies. Yeah, there'd always be like a like a wire mesh cage yeah. in which you can compute, and the government can't read your email or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Only I, when you're in the wire mesh cage. Yeah. right. I think Wyoming is that essentially. Wyoming, all of Wyoming is a wire mesh cage yes. in which in which is housed that episode and the one that we recorded with Cliff. So uh, one day those will be available. I'm I'm looking forward to listening to those because I like. Uh, hearing us, I like. Hearing I do us too. Talk. Yeah, and we could listen to two. Yeah, and and, and we talk. could have two times of that. Really, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, back to back. So, um, also, Ted, I, yeah. I wanted to maybe throw out a chance for you to kind of clear the air okay. uh, with Cliff. Okay. Vis a vis Tim Tebow. Yeah, okay. Uh, why, don't, why don't you explain the scenario, and then I'll explain why I feel Here, sheepish about it. Here's the, here's the background. Okay. I was uh, on Facebook the other day, and and here, I mean, the, with, with all the jokes and such, uh, the the background is... First of all, that I'm a huge fan of, of Cliff Graham. As am I. To the Cliff point, is a good friend of ours, personally, and he's a friend of the program. I mean, we've never met him, but but right. these but, days... Yeah, by personally, I mean, yeah, good, we've, we've never friends. met and we've barely talked. You know what, I haven't, I haven't gone more than one lifetime without without shaking that guy's hand. <laughs> but but uh, I, I, I'm so kind of immersed in his stuff that Facebook, through three days in a row, threw me this thing on the side that says, Pages You May Like. Okay. And it said, <laughs> Tim Tebow, Lion of War. And okay. I didn't even notice it. I, I kind of noticed it, but didn't. And I looked at it. and I was like, "What? What is this graphic?" And it was the the page, the the cover rather, 
of uh, of Day of War, uh, okay. uh, the the first, which book. is a Cliff Graham novel, uh-huh. and it's got and it's got this amazing cover. Zonovan, yeah, the, the 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 gritty like the really up close gritty. to the guy like the soldier guy, there, right? the yeah, face yeah, of the and, guy. and I believe it's it's supposed to be Benaya. His face is all dirty and there's blood on it, and he yeah. just his his expression. They really got a good Christian book cover. They I did mean, his expression surprisingly good. Yes, yeah, that's I mean good for yeah, for any yeah, book. Yeah, but, I mean, it right. blew my mind when I saw it. That's why I picked it up initially. It looks like he's just killed as many people as the Bible says he's killed. Right. So half of it is him. Okay. And then split right down the nose. Okay. What's are, the you other la- half? are you laughing because I'm making motions <laughs> with my hand that people can't I am. see? Okay. It's Hans. Booby. <laughs> this is radio, not television. <laughs> you know what? Go get me a Coke, Ted. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so the other half was was Asian uh, Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I read about it on Time Magazine. <laughs> so, so uh, the other half. Was Ted Strongbow? I mean, not uh, Tim. <laughs> Ted Strongbow. Tim Tebow. Okay. Which I mean, granted, Tim Tebow with his lantern chiseled jaw and stubbled right. stubbled face, he's much more masculine than me. Okay. But when you had him kind of halvesies with this with this cover with with yeah. uh, the guy, it, he looked like a twelve year old boy compared to like <laughs> yes. the, the the cover of Cliff's book. So out of curiosity, nevertheless, though, I click on it just because okay. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah. And, and curiosity. It, basically, it's a page that a, another fan of of Cliff's made. Uh, basically saying, I think that Tim Tebow needs to read this book because his story and I guess King David's story uh, were, were more or less the same. So he needs okay. to read these books. Uh, and I was amused by it, mostly yeah. I think because my 90% of my interaction with the, the Tim Tebow persona Narrative. has yeah. been through, through me, through you yeah. via... Via uh, the Ted Strongbow yeah. character, yeah, and uh, so who I has just... nothing to do for the record oh, with yeah, Tim no. Tebow? No, yeah. just the, the the names are a little. That's he was a... a quarterback. He played at Florida Christian Polytechnic. Polytechnic, yeah, totally yeah. different. Yeah, and played for the Denver Values professionally, but you know that's another story <laughs> the called Denver re-raptured, Values, yeah, which you should buy on Amazon.com. Part of the ASFL, yeah. So I texted you and Cliff, <laughs> and I said the what? magic of live radio. <laughs> I said, would you believe this? Yeah, right. Uh, Tim Tebow, you know, King David. And uh, immediately you responded. Because I I was amused by it, too. I thought it was Uh funny. Um, So I responded, yeah, because, of of course, King David was the product of, you know, fame-obsessed parents and an overzealous celebrity culture or something in reference to, you Uh know, Tebow. And um, but but then I, I got really worried, like because a small part of me thought, like, what if what if Cliff had set up that page, you know? So I started clicking back through to find you know like evidence if if Cliff had actually set it up, and I was beginning to feel really bad, which brought us to where we are today. And I pointed out that there are a couple of instances of double exclamation points, which is not a Cliff Graham thing. Cliff and, would never do that, right? And and it links to a page that no longer exists on Cliff's website, okay? Which his operations manager would never permit if this exactly. was an officially sanctioned page. So I think right. you're safe. Okay, good, good. And I hope that Tim Tebow reads that book because it's stinking amazing. Yeah, he should read that book. I see. All right, now I'm going to show my absolute ignorance. Okay, about, talk to me, man. I know that he he was out of the NFL. Yep. He was a t- television personality. Uh, you know, color commentary. Yep. Yep. Well, and like is, a like morning TV, right? Really? Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Good Morning America or some one of those shows. I, maybe I dreamed this. I thought I heard he was back playing football, or would be soon. He is back. He's back oh, okay. in the sense that uh, the Eagles signed him for training camp. Um, there's no there's no guarantee that he'll get a long term deal. He has to make the team basically, but uh, but he is he is back in the in the atmosphere of the NFL. Let's just say. Why do Christian athletes and I and maybe this is my own thing. And maybe this is Christian culture's thing, but okay. why does it seem like Christian athletes soar from 
absolute obscurity yeah. into being enormous stars and then almost immediately fall right back down. Yeah. And then it's like, well, the guy's a professional athlete. There's no reason we should think less of him. Exactly. But because yeah. so much yeah. has been made of him, yeah. do you think that's it? Or do you think there is a real tendency to have like a great season and then all of a sudden... Well, I mean, I think if you look at if you look at all athletes, I, I think most athletes have that experience at some point. You know, you you have the big crescendo of your career, and then and then you know you come crashing down for whatever reason, whether it's injury right. or whether it's you know some embarrassing off the field thing, or whether you just get to a level, you know. And this is what happened to Tebow. I mean, he got to a level that you know he couldn't compete in anymore. You know, he was a great, fantastic college quarterback. Got to the NFL where everybody on defense is is bigger, faster, stronger. And um, I think the game was was too much for him, at least the first time around. And and exactly, there's no shame in that. I mean, it happens to, you know, it'll happen to hundreds of NFL guys this summer when they get cut from teams, and that doesn't make them, you know, it doesn't mean they're bad athletes. It's just, I think what Christian culture does, it latches on to a person. Lashes on, if you will. Lashes on, like like it goes to Michael's and it gets Velcro and it (laughs) latches on to that person. But, But I think we're so... We're so eager to put our hope in something, and we're so eager to, like... As Christians, we should be doing that. We should be doing that, but just <laughs> but not, not with an athlete, <laughs> right. right? The implication being we should be doing that with Christ, there just to is. be obvious. Yeah. But, but, but we do that with these personalities, yeah. these athletes, maybe musicians, actors, whatever. We create this huge persona that, that you know, Tim Tebow or whoever else just can't possibly live up to. Even you King know? David couldn't live up to it. When you read, exactly. you read the scripture. Right, and he right. Had that, he had that, the awesome grizzled moments on the battlefield, but then he was also, he yeah. would have had the flop. He would have had Anybody the flop. Anybody you lift up. Exactly. But like, so you're saying basically every athlete does this. It's just that most athletes don't have people kind of justifying their yeah. their cultural existence via... Well, that's right. I mean, I, I think most athletes don't have people putting hope in them. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, Most athletes are just entertainment. Like, you you get home from church, you flop on the sofa, you click on the game for a few minutes, and you watch an athlete. Whereas I think with Christendom, and I saw this just in the, you know, in the, in the, the little time I got to spend around the Tebow phenomenon, I mean, people were just staking their hope on this thing, man. It, it was It was, to people, I think it was proof that God was like, God was out there and he was working because we had this exalted, you know, this... This great example of family values and 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 good for him that he said. Yeah, good for you know, him. Point, yeah, I, I don't think it's nasty to point at the sky when you score a touchdown. I don't think it's nasty. I hear I think people it's... say this is theologically horrible. Why? Why? Anything yeah. you do should be to the glory of God. Yeah, but... I think it's annoying. I, I I think I think his shtick got old, <laughs> if you will. I, and you know, for me, it got old. It probably got old for me faster than it did for most people, just because I, I tend to be a little bit of a a curmudge about stuff like that. But and you might have had a little bit of interaction. Uh, I may or may not have. May or may not you know? have. Yeah, uh, may or may not uh, have. Publishing tip. Yeah. Hey, let, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Is this, and, and again, this is me out of ignorance, just asking. Yeah, Do you, sure. do you as the sports uh, guy here, mm-hmm. who knows, you, you know this, the church, you, you really were for a while kind of the church's conduit to, to, to sports. Um, and I mean, when when you had the the sports spectrum deal, yeah, and kinda, yeah, yeah. You, you were the one guy writing about. Now a lot of people yeah. are kind of hopping on board. Sure, sure. Um, but but having seen it from the the church point of view and just the general cultural, yeah. what's the difference between the way people would have put hope in in Michael Jordan, yeah, versus somebody like Tebow? Well, I think the secular community, you know, if you were a Bulls fan or if you were a huge Jordan fan, you would put hope in that in the sense of. You know, I hope he plays well. I hope he wins. I hope my team wins. But I think for the for the Tebow community, for lack of a better term, it was it was freighted with all of this like 
because Tebow is successful, God is blessing him, ergo, God is working. But then when, you know, when he got to the NFL, when he played badly, when he got benched, when he got traded, you know, it sort of sent people into a tailspin of, like, this This wasn't how the narrative is supposed to go. Right, right? yeah. Where's your, where's your Messiah now? Yeah, exactly. When, in fact, God has been, you know, relevant and working and working in Tebow's life and probably using the the experience of not you know just having wild success at everything he touches God has probably I hope used that to sanctify him and sanctify his family right that, it seems and that's to me where like, our hope is that'd be you know? easier to do than to to see God working in that for you yeah. personally than in your great you know being lifted up and well and exalted so, I mean I think over the past few years Christian fame culture has taught us that you know it is a it it is really hard to be the famous exalted person. Um, Zach, what do we have going on here? I feel like we have somebody coming into the into the studio right oh now. Oh my gosh! Let me describe because mm. again, Hans, again, Booby, radio, not television. My my wife is bringing us on like a wicker tray, mm. and she's wearing an apron. I say that because that's important to me. <laughs> um, and she's she's got a carafe of coffee and some mugs for some us. Sugar, some some cream, some cigar themed mugs. Oh, this is wonderful. This is great, and and this is the sound of. Coffee being poured on a tray in the studio for us. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is what it sounds like to be a radio mogul. And by radio, I mean this. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really hear it pouring. Oddly. I don't care. I think that the, the like aerodynamics or whatever. That's aqua, a really good carafe is what it is. Aqua dynamics on the yeah. carafe is, is... That's just a really nice carafe. Um... You don't have to whisper. Speak. I don't take cream, but it's okay. Yeah. I would have. He oh, wants sure. Ted wants Splenda. I do Splenda. Oh. I'm a Splenda guy. All right. I, I do Splenda. I've got a merch deal. I've got a sponsorship with Splenda. So. I, I actually put Splenda in my sleepy time tea. Oh, you do. Which is the only kind of nice. tea I drink. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's the sound of Splenda being opened in the studio, not by us, <laughs> by someone who's serving us. <laughs> Baby, I love having this show, man. And if I'm not careful right now, I'm going to get all nostalgic and sad. Because I've been a little up and down emotionally today. I'm not oh, going to lie, man. Dude, keep it up. Okay. The last, the last one that everyone heard was sad, right? It was sad. We're Unintentionally not go sad. Just like kind of it just happened weak and way. sad. We had had a rough week. <laughs> we had had a rough previous night. Frank Turk came in mm -hmm. demanding to know exactly what had happened about that. Mm-hmm. And then we told him. Yeah. And then he told us how he would have handled it differently. That's right. <laughs> um, so I don't think that we want to have that happening because I don't need you know, yeah. however many people yeah. telling us how they would have handled it differently. Exactly. Ah, thank you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Well. From the program and from us as individuals. Ah, that's oh, nothing like a cigar and some that's, coffee. That's right, man. Living like kings right now. It's a beautiful 71 degrees and pouring rain outside because it's <laughs> summer in Lansing. Gets no better than this. You know what? We have to turn the light on at 420 hey, because it's so dark out. Yeah. Enjoy the 71 degrees because when you get to mm. Tennessee, my friend, oh, it's going to yeah. be a 150 degrees in 150 the shade. 150 degrees and 100% humidity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Baby, are we done with, uh, with the Tim Tebow segment? Yeah, I feel like that kind of... Uh, I feel like we should be done with it, and here's why. Why is that? Because everyone hates it when we talk about sports. <laughs> Everyone on every program that I'm on right now hates it when when sports comes up. I feel like people would rather hear us like eating tacos than talking about sports. <laughs> you know the the taco thing at least got some response. It did a mixed response. Yeah, 
Let's, hey, let's talk about this item over here, man. I want to hear your I want to hear your riff on it. I kept you from riffing on it before. Yeah, yeah, you did. I wanted you you to did. You reined me in. Well, what we have here, I'm just going to describe it. Um, we're in Zach's sunroom. Uh, we're enjoying a couple of uh, of Rocky Patels and now some coffee, and uh, we're here uh, knee to knee uh, on the uh, on the settee. <laughs> and directly across from me is uh, what looks like. A guitar case. It is, I, it is a guitar case. It is a guitar, but it's not a guitar case that you would find in a store. No, it's a one-of-a-kind is what it is. It's one-of-a-kind, and it's a homemade guitar case uh, that Zach put together to uh, to carry the bass that he played in high school when he was part of a band called Couch. Actually, which, you know, my dad and I put it together okay. uh, as a team, and it's a very good memory for me. So of, you and Terry uh, did this together. You went to the... Where did you go for? Where do you go to get particle board? I think he already had all the wood out? in the world. Okay, so we had a lot of wood uh, down in the basement, and yeah. you guys. We went uh, in the garage. We we measured up the guitar. Yeah, I think we had to go buy the felt somewhere. Oh sure, there's felt yeah, inside yeah. because it's soft. Now, but, how did how did you broach this with your with your dad? Like, Dad, I need a guitar case, and he's like, Oh, let's make one together. How did that come together? The thing was, I wanted a guitar to be in a band. Okay. I didn't have any money because I didn't have a job because I was okay. 15. Sure. Just, I think just newly 15 or so. Okay. And uh, so I, I convinced him to let me use some savings that I had. Okay. That was supposed to probably be for college. Yeah. Better spent on a bass guitar. Oh, of course. A couple hundred bucks. Uh, and after that, I didn't have any money. Okay. So I asked him if he would help me make a case. Yeah. And honestly, mm-hmm. I have had a lot of people when I've walked into uh, different engagements. Little gi- we call them gigs. gigs yeah. Know? Yeah. In the business, you call yeah. them gigs. And yeah. uh, a lot of people have been like, oh, that is a really cool case because it's big and solid. Yeah. And uh, a lot of guys carry around what's called a gig bag, a gig which bag. is like a, a piece yeah. of nylon you could actually like smush down and put in your jeans pocket. I've seen those. And it stretches yeah. over yeah. your guitar. Uh, now this you're you're not putting this in any pocket because what what this is, it's made out of the kind of particle board that like if you walk into a house circa the 1970s that hasn't been updated, um, it's the kind of wood paneling look. You know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. You could probably like use this to, to get into a house if you accidentally locked yourself out. You know, yeah. just kind of battering ram style. Yeah, exactly. It's a very solid case. And uh, how how long did this take you to put together? Zach? It probably took us two three hours. Two three hours. You and Terry down in the workshop bonding. Yeah, bonding. It was, it was actually awesome. Shoulder to shoulder. The main thing I thought you'd be uh, amused by is kind of the unintentional uh, running uh, kind of time capsule that is the the. Decoration on and the I, front and I, of it, and I think really the identity confusion that maybe you were grappling with back as a, as a young teenager. Well, yeah, um, you, you have on on the guitar itself okay. a, a sticker that's black and white. It's okay. white, and the black is a, an American flag. Mm-hmm. You've got the the fifty stars, yep. but then in stripes, it's a barcode. Oh, dude, that's so nineties. Yes, and and it's kind of what a you're rage doing, you're, against the machine. Oh, yeah, you're you're making a statement about consumerism. consumerism yes. yes. I'm so anti-consumeristic, I won't even buy a guitar case. That's right. I'll do the cheap evangelical thing and make it myself. I love it. Now, dude, we should... Uh, is consumerism still a thing that like like kids are like pounding the table about earnestly? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. feel like we should do a book about consumerism. We, yeah, that would be fun. Wouldn't that like be a, fun? Not, and, not, and not a Chaz Marriott character, but you and I should be just enraged about it. We should be like our 90s selves and be enraged about <laughs> we should, it. We should, the bio would be dude, like... Dude, the bio would be like... <laughs> Ted just graduated. And Zach plays in couch. Just Zach plays in couch, and dude, the copyright will be copyright like 1997. Oh my gosh! Yeah, race against the machine lyrics to start every chapter. Yeah, yeah, is the epigraph. Oh, oh I dude, love it. Oh, but forward well, by Tom Morello. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where I was going with that, though, is on the cover, on the front of the actual case, is a, is a standard, not upside down American flag because yeah. I, I made peace with because uh, you the are fact a patriot. That I, yeah. I love my country and and went through a very very kind of everybody else's bad phase after yeah. my we're bad phase. Yes. Um, and so you see, there's some of the tension there, and I, I just like live it, with it. I don't take any stickers off, man. I feel like everybody else is still in their we're bad phase. I, ho- I feel ah, like it's probably. really cool to bash America. It's weird. It, it is, yeah. Well, it, it depends on who's in office and where you stand politically and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I think I'm out of both of those phases in that I love my country, but I, I don't think everyone else is default bad. Right. I, I'd right. like to think. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of the other uh, some of the other bumper stickers that we have going here on the guitar case. Um, we've got um, the the very '90s mean people suck. <laughs> now talk about. Talk about what made you initially want to put that on your guitar case and then maybe how you felt about it later. Well, I, I think that it was probably 94, 95 when that became a thing. Mean people suck. And and uh, it was on a lot of backpacks, on like yeah, patches. Yeah, uh, and I And I got that because I had to have it because if you were in a band, you you had that sticker. Yeah. And then I got to college and I and I was lived near a bunch of other people in the dorms who yeah. who were mean people suck people. Yeah. And they annoyed the crap out of and me. And describe that kind of person. What, what did that like person a, look like? Well, oh, if you don't like my, you know, purple hair or if you don't like the fact that I have a magnetic nose ring because Cornerstone College doesn't allow you to have an actual nose ring, yeah. then you <laughs> suck. Yeah. And it was a very Don't judge me. Don't put me in a box. I have a memory. This is not a great memory, but... Dude, I, was, I love college in the 90s. <laughs> I, I, I want to go back to college, but only if it's the 90s. <laughs> You're going to college, Ted. I'm going to college. 90s. No, I wish it was, though. You could try and bring as much 90s to it as you can. Dude, I want to have, like, 90s week in my classes. Oh! Everybody dresses 90s. We have to, like, talk about issues as though it were the 90s. I love that. Yeah, I love it, too. So so I have this memory of walking down the hall of Van Asda Hall. Yep. And uh, somebody had one of those, everyone had one of those whiteboards outside yeah. of the room oh, you can write yeah. on. And someone had written, mean people suck. Yeah. And this is how, this is how kind of edgy I'd become. I, uh, I, I erased mean with my, like the meat of my hand. Yeah. And I took their pen and I wrote, weak. Oh, weak people dude, suck, yes. man. Yeah. But I didn't cover up, in the, in the interest of authenticity, I didn't yeah. cover up my mean people suck sticker. So you've got a sticker directly below that in the same color scheme, yellow <laughs> and black, that says... Yellow and black attack. Yellow and black attack. No, it doesn't say that. It says, I'm the Christian, the devil and the liberal media warned you about. You know, in keeping with the, the episode, people <laughs> I don't, haven't I wanna, heard. Can I, read the, can I read the fine point on yeah, that? Yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> the fine point is is great. Um, <laughs> that's a bumper sticker that was brought to you by a company, and this is in like 8-point font in the lower right-hand corner, called Testimony Time, P.O. Box 505, St. <laughs> Anne, Missouri, USA. USA, well, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. to be confused not with the, not to be, yeah, Missouri confused with those and, other Missouris. Canada, Canada. Right, right. But I got that sticker for free okay. at Creation 93. Okay. Which is, uh, if you want to hear more about Creation, Cliff will be talking about it if and when we can if negotiate we get that the release of that episode. And just logistically, this is another good radio thing that we do because we're pros and we're really good at this. Uh, what we've done is, is decided to tape this, this episode for this week. And then next week when I'm moving, when I'm kind of getting settled... Uh, we'll drop the Cliff Graham episode so that there's a seamless yeah. transition. A transitionary time. There's no time without the gut check. During podcast. which I will just be, you know, kind of weeping and tossing uh, yeah. uh, dust on my head and wearing yeah. sackcloth and ashes. Right, right. And just trying to figure out who you are again. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And taking care of yourself. Sans Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I've actually put out a, uh, a per- some time personal for ad for a new best friend. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You get some big shoes to fill. I know, baby. I feel like that could be Cliff if you guys live closer together. 
Yeah, you know, you know what I, mean? I think we should all move to Nebraska and take it over as kind of a Christian utopia. Yeah, yeah and and fashion it after uh, the board game Settlers of Catan. You know what I love? We could Ted? be trading wheat. I love that you don't say settlers. Wood. I love that when you only when you start when you're talking about that game, you say Settlers of Catan. Yeah, that makes it all the better. I actually don't know wh- which one it is. <laughs> Even though I'm in, like, professionally, I'm in the field of writing in English. It's whatever you want. I man. say settlers. It's a, and it's other a people preference. say settlers. Yeah. yeah. But either way, the joke is funny, see, because it, it's it's a play on the fact that, like, reformed people want to sort of separatize and, and create their own union together. Oh, I, I right? get it. That's why the joke is funny. But I, I knew you get it, but I was saying it oh. for the benefit of the audience. Okay. <laughs> and also, it's a joke that we go into in way more detail in our book called Recall and Rapture. Buy it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do to get kind of get through your move, Chad. I'm going to take mm-hmm. that book and I'm going to turn it into a paperback. Oh, I love it. Baby. And then people can buy it and read it at the beach. That would be the ultimate gift. Kind of the ultimate like going away gift for me would be to 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 know that like there's a paperback version of that baby coming uh to my mailbox in Tennessee, man. It'll be all hot and kind of warped because of how hot and humid it's going to be down there. <laughs> One of those, It'll be uh, sweating. POD you know? books where the, the cover is curled. Yeah, yeah, the cover will be curled and discolored. <laughs> a curly cover that yeah, you can't ever yeah. close. Exactly. Oh, baby. Are there so, more stickers we want to talk about? There are. There are a lot of other stickers here. Uh, there are some homemade stickers. There are indeed. And there by homemade three. stickers, I mean uh, things that you printed on a color printer and then taped. No, no, no. I taped them because the, the stuff sucks, but they were all printed on like label paper. Oh, okay. So you got some like Avery yeah. standard labels. Good, yeah. And uh, and printed them out and, and stuck them here on the uh, on the thing. So uh, there's some promoting couch, uh, couch rules. Uh, just one that that has red and black and says couch. Underneath of which is uh, a tooth and nail records yeah. sticker. You know, kind of like uh, kind of like hey, this big is the... time uh, Ronnie Martin. Yeah, Electric. 1990s yeah. tooth and nail man taking over the world. Hopeful, hopefulness that like Tooth and Nail will catch a show or like, you know, get get a demo and and sign us, right? Yeah, yeah. Cou- couch wanted couch. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, couch yeah. wanted that. That was, you know, in those high level band meetings about Couch. Like that was that was where you guys were going, I, man. I have a really really embarrassing story to tell yeah, about Couch, totally. if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. That's we, what we're here for. One summer we were trying to decide what you know gigs we could play. Yeah. Uh, and 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 what did a couch gig look like back at that time? You oh, kind of paint the you picture know what? for me. I'm gonna put a picture on this episode's page mm-hmm. of of me playing my bass at a couch gig in a high school. Yes, where I'm wearing a denim shirt. Mm, of course you were a tie. Yeah, and that uh, yellow cou- tie, that necklace with the uh, the jolt caps. Oh, nice, kind of kind of like punk casual, if you will. But when we were trying to set up this uh, the schedule. Mm-hmm. I took a calendar that I think my mother had brought home from the, the hospice place where she worked. No, that's not sad. I tore off the three <laughs> months of summer. Okay. And I taped them down to like a neon colored like piece of poster board. Okay. And then there was so much empty space, I took a magic marker <laughs> and I drew like an electric guitar and like a yeah. saxophone. Couch's like, plan to take over the world. And I remember I put it down and said, guys, write down the dates you're going to be away. And everyone kind of <laughs> looked at it and they kind of looked at me uh-huh. and I was like, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, like, this isn't I, I cool knew. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like Johnny Rotten didn't do that as a part of the Sex Pistols, you know. Get his mom's calendar from the hospice place and begin doodling. <laughs> Iggy Pop, that wasn't in the Iggy Pop biography that I read a couple it's years ago. It's almost so dorky that it's punk rock again. Yeah, though, it is. It's so thing. dorky that it's hipster, you know, like... <laughs> You could you could sort of raise an eyebrow and be like, "Hey, I'm doing this ironically." Isn't <laughs> isn't it funny how I'm doodling these guitars on my mom's calendar? But I weren't doing it ironically. No, I too. know that. I know that. That makes it even better. Um, so you've got a uh, speaking of Creation Fest, which we did 
uh, ad nauseum with Cliff in an episode that we hope. <laughs> I don't that, know about ad nauseum. Yeah, we, which ad hungry, uh, ad hangry, right? Uh, you've got a sticker here. It's purple. Uh, it's from the seventeenth annual Creation Fest, Creation ninety five. Uh, that's a good one. That implies that they had they had Creation ninety five every year, but seventeenth uh, <laughs> annual Creation ninety five. Um, which didn't you say that was rained out? Yeah, we got there and they were like, we, we drove all the way to Pennsylvania in a freaking RV Ooh. with like nine of us in this thing with you know, tents. We're ready to go. We get there. They're like, here's your sticker. It's too much rain. Go home. Mm. Then we went to Cedar Point. Okay. Set up our tents. We we're gonna ride the rides and stuff. Yeah. So much rain there that we just oh, gave no. up on that and went oh, home. What that a was sad a trip, baby. Pathetic. Then in Creation '96, we went back and they're still giving away the '95 stickers. I feel like it. Every story I've ever heard anyone tell about this creation festival, it's always just, like, monsoon, like, Old Testament <laughs> levels of rain, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and there's no plan to deal with... And, and ironically, yeah, there's no infrastructure. Like, they're, they're always just, like, amazed with surprise each time it happens. Wait! Hey, we didn't, we didn't account for this, you know? <laughs> what is this? And at the same time that there's a, there's a ridiculous amount of rain and there's too much water for anyone to deal with, yeah. they're also like, oh, you can't go to the bathroom anymore because we are out of water. Yeah, yeah. The irony of that. <laughs> you could cut it with a meat cleaver. Now, here's an idea for Creation Fest, and I, I don't know what kind of budget they have, but maybe they could get sponsors for this. And now that I'm in the radio business, I know about such things as <laughs> sponsors. Like David C. Cook sponsoring your other podcast, like everyone sponsors that other podcast. Yeah, and, and like we wish people would sponsor this podcast. Why does no podcast? one sponsor this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, here's what I feel like they should do at Creation Fest to deal with the rain. I feel like they should build a giant ark to scale. Oh, okay? man. And just have it have it year after year and have it there such that if the if the rains start to lash down, people can just go into the ark, right? I love this. Yeah. Well, it, that makes all the sense in the world to me. Why my question is why hasn't this happened already? Uh well, I think that maybe this is your chance to make a little extra cash, man. Yeah, how so? Just by having the idea? You build the ark, or you, or you just you know, kind of float it to some people, get the ark built, get it there, <laughs> yeah. and then just charge. I mean, you have to pay like $9 for like a lemonade at Creation Festival. Yeah. So you probably could charge 90 to get into the ark. Or... Sure, a little cover charge to get into the ark. Yeah. You know, the ark could be like a club. You know what I mean? Yeah. There could be a little velvet like, rope. I like love if you, it. It could be like the VIP room for the You're whole not place. on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not Sham, Ham, Japheth, and then these yeah, people who yeah. paid me, you know, money bucks. to reserve yeah, their spot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I love it. So the best part would be turning away people that weren't on the list. Oh yeah, absolutely. As a Calvinist, that's like yeah, as a Calvinist, that's what that's what we do, right? <laughs> oh, okay. We we've got one more sticker, Zach, that I want to talk about. Uh, this is a radio station sticker from Bay City. It's called The Rock, eighty nine point one. FM WTRK man hot hit Christian music and there there are uh, the the words rock yeah uh, it's as though somebody <laughs> drew rocks yeah. fashioning the word rock very literal yeah. yeah so it's like the word rock made out of rocks and then lightning bolts on either side you gotta have like, the lightning shoo, like lightning hitting the rocks now Zach how how strong was the bandwidth on the station what are we talking about. How many miles outside of Bay City could you drive and still pick you, up? You could go into Saginaw, Midland, yeah. uh, maybe even North Flint, and still get really? it. Really? And I was a DJ on this station. No kidding. I had two shows: the Top Twenty Countdown, okay. and Friday Night Party Zone. 
Friday Night Party Zone. Which was was modern rock and metal. Okay. The kind of stuff that I we kind it. of do, you know, our narrations yeah. of the videos. Yeah. I, I was unironically very into. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of the bandwidth, mm-hmm. I got home uh, from college. You know, I, I, I kind of quit this or got fired or whatever because yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to, like, spend time with my, my now wife. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> I, I I was cleaning out my room. You wanted to spend time with an actual woman rather than like <laughs> sitting in a sad little room yes. playing, you know, striper songs for the rest of your life. Or like you know, silly you. Yeah. Seventeen years after it came out, being forced to play "Get on Your Knees and Fight Like a Man" again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I was going through my 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 uh, guilty desk. pleasure. I actually kind of like that. I song. do too. Yeah. yeah. I like that whole album. Yeah. Uh, this too. means war. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Petra. amazing. Petra. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. felt weird about making fun of Petra. We did. I didn't quite feel right about that. John you know Schlitt. I mean? You know what? We apologize, John Schlitt. We do. We're sorry. Um, and Louis Weaver and your your uh, Mickey Mouse shirt. But we're good on you. We don't apologize for making fun of Carmen. Yeah, it was no, also in that no, video. No, no, he has it coming. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I found the little uh, scrap of paper that had a phone eight hundred number on it okay. and all these codes, and I was yeah. like, what is this? And then I remembered that it was the way to remotely access the tower. Okay. The actual offsite radio tower. Now this sounds to me like a like an early nineties like hacker movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like and sneakers. I felt like like I was not hacking so much as freaking with a PH. Okay. Which is when you like jack with the phones back when there was a phone system people yeah, like yeah, relied back on. Back when people used phones. Yeah. Yeah. So I took the, the telephone the neon blue telephone that yes. everybody had. I love it. And I dialed the one eight hundred number. Okay. And it's a year after I worked for that and I and I turned on eighty nine point one and I dialed in and I hit the thing to just kill the, the whole yeah. uh the whole I guess I don't know if it was just that frequency or if it was the whole radio tower, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's just static coming out of my radio, mm. and then I quickly, you know, hit the key to turn it back on, and it turned on. Dude, you did it, man. And you then I was, in. oh, I was really cagey, afraid that like the FCC was going to come arrest me or something. I was yeah. like, dude, I'm 18 now. I could, I could go yeah. to jail. Uh, how many days were you nervous about that? Oh, a week at least. Yeah, until it blew over. Until yeah. you were like, you know what, this, this is, yeah. And with things like that, with me, I'll like stop thinking about them all the time. But then once in a while, it would still pop in my head, and I get that kind of yeah, that gross, that gut. sick in the yeah. gut feeling yeah that's the worst oh oh okay well folks that is uh that is zach's wife bringing (laughs) in a whispering whispering and bringing in a crochet today magazine for me to give to my wife come come here what that's the magic of live radio you have to go get our son yeah okay all right you know you didn't seem like you were nervous when you were when you were a guest on the show actually aaron you we owe you five minutes because you made the terry silver that's true. Sit down. It's time for you to cash in your five minutes. Do you want me to get up? Is this weird? No, I want you. Okay. I, want, I want you guys' legs to touch. Okay. <laughs> and I want you to interview Aaron a little bit. Okay. Oh, no. um, folks, it's a pleasure uh, right now to have Zach's wife, Aaron Bartles, on the show. And uh, Aaron earned this five minutes of, uh, of programming by making the Terry Silver picture for us. And if you're not a long-time listener to the show, you should be. Um, but if you, if you didn't catch the episodes where we talked about Karate Kid 3 and Terry Silver... And the fact that when he was bathing in Karate Kid 3, it looked like he was bathing in a giant, just sort of standard bathroom sink. And Erin, out of the goodness of her heart and her graphic design skills, made a picture of Terry bathing in a standard bathroom sink. Which is now Chaz Marriott's... Which is now Chaz's uh, homepage picture. But, uh, yeah, surrounded by, like, shaving cream and, and a toothbrush and other standard sink items that you would have. Um, so, Aaron, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here uh, in the studio. And talk about the process just a little bit for you of making that picture and kind of what that felt like and, and how fun it was to make uh, some art around Terry Silver. All right. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, it was really it was really hard to find the base picture. Yeah. Because there was just maybe one screenshot to choose from that was on Google. 
And yeah, I because he didn't I don't have know how a to huge screenshot. He didn't have a huge career, did he? No, I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, so I, I had to find that picture first, and it was dark and grainy and nasty, and mm-hmm. and then of course you have these beautiful pictures of the mm-hmm. the implements around him, the yeah. cup and yeah. the razor or whatever it was, yeah. and uh, and so you kind of have to make them match. And you do. You know, I'm a professional, not not doing graphic design, yeah, but, but I, I do have a job, pro, so pro. I'm a professional. Yeah, yeah right. And uh, so I, I made it work. You did yeah. make it work. And I'm, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here with the, uh, with the time that we have remaining. And I'm going to ask you a hard-hitting radio question okay. because I'm a hard-hitting radio journalist. Um, my question is this. What's the hardest thing for you uh, about us moving away? Oh, like, what do you, <laughs> that's a crappy question. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess, you know, you guys are our closest friends in town, so I guess that would be the hardest thing. Yeah, but, like, what do you love about us specifically? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, let's see. The, the longer it takes you to think of, the more it seems like you you don't really have anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I do. I mean, you guys make me laugh. Mm. Uh, we talk about things that are, you know, important, but we also have fun. We have great Indeed. food together. Zach, bring us. I can't help it. I'm in a reflective mood, baby. You know, sometimes I get like this, and I, I, I get my coffee, and I just get real maudlin. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, one more thing before we let you go. I know you have to go and get your kid, but uh, I'd like you to say one thing to sort of lift me back up. Now that I'm a little bit down, like what what can you do? What can you say in that area? I don't know. Um, Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see you soon. What's I your mean, favorite thing about gut check? What's the funniest thing okay. we've ever done together? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> I, I, you know, honestly, I think that I laughed the most when we were recording uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Mark of the Beast, which will never be heard. Right, and why will it never be heard? Well, I mean, you don't have to say specifically, to do, but you can just be coy about it. It has a lot to do with it. a particular character's voice that you voiced, in fact, Ted. Well, a character that I voiced, but that you wrote. So I, I feel wrote like there the was character. some synergy that's there. That's true. I did yeah. write the character. Um, I like initially, I honestly didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear that voice when yeah, I was writing. Yeah. But you know, when when it when it happened, you know, it happened. When I brought it to life, you were like, "Yes, that's the character." Not really. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> but but when I brought it to life, you were like, "Yes, that's really funny what he's doing." With it, his yeah, words. it, it was okay. really funny. But I knew immediately that it would <laughs> it would never be heard by yeah. anybody but us. No, and you know what? That's okay. That was a that was a project. You know, when you have your own media empire, I feel like sometimes you have to. It's trial and error. You have to try certain things. You have to, you know, kind of dive into certain projects. And then, you know, with the knowledge that they will never, ever see the light of That's day. That's true. It's just part of the creative process for our company. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you, I will I'm take... i give you this crochet magazine. Cozy Up to Winter, 25 projects. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Which I borrowed from your wife about three years ago. Hats and socks. I never made a thing from it. Snuggly. You didn't make a snuggly afghan? I made nothing. Which is what it says on the cover. Ted, be glad that she didn't, like, compile a whole box of things oh, that belong goodness. to you to give back to you. It's kind of like a, a period at the end of the relationship. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set this here and probably forget to bring no, it to my wife. No, no, don't forget. <laughs> I won't forget. I won't forget. All right. When I leave, are you going to talk about why, why you said that about the box? No. All right. Why, do you want to tell the story? No, I don't. Okay. Is there a funny story? Is there a story behind this? I'll talk about it. Soon exactly. Okay. Talk about okay. It. Good. All right. Aaron, thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having. Me. You bet. All, All right. Baby. Now my 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 leg is back up against your leg, as it should be. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me a story. Oh right, right. Okay. So yeah. you for, you forgot the next segment <laughs> in the time it took to move from that chair to this chair. So. 
so uh, it's a kind of a recurring gag that that uh, there was a guy in our high school who was uh, good friends with Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he, how good of friends? Like such good friends that it made you feel threatened. We weren't we weren't together yet. Okay, I see. Uh, he was actually a good friend of mine as well. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he he kept uh, telling people that they were dating. Oh. That he and Aaron were were kind of a hot and heavy item, item you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, she kept warning him not to not to spread these rumors mm-hmm. uh, about himself and her. Okay. And, and uh, he he pushed the limit one too many times, and so she took a box. Okay. And and into the box, and this is the, the kind of the joke is that uh, that uh, <laughs> she, she's so cold that yeah. if, that if you cross her. She would just delete you from her life. She put oh. everything that they had gotten like together, or anything he'd given her, anything yeah. that reminded her of him in any way. Every single thing. Brought it to his house, like left it on the porch, as I recall. This may not be exactly how it happened. Mm. Rang the doorbell and just turned away and, and, and like didn't even look back at the explosion. Just walked oh, off. Oh, baby, that's cold. That's punk rock. So man. once in a while, I'll be like, now don't put all my stuff in a box. Yeah. Yeah, just because I said X, Y, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Meaning, don't put all my stuff in like four thousand boxes. <laughs> Are you putting all your stuff in like four thousand boxes? Too? I, I am, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's not fun. Zach, I want to cover one more thing on the program. I feel like we have time for one more little segment. Ted, I, I want to just before we get to, I see that you've got my telephone there. I, I do. I guess you don't call cell phones telephones, do you? Yeah, no, you don't. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I feel like we we make fun of a lot of my stuff. Yeah. And I, I find it odd that even though you're going through everything you own, yeah. you haven't been like, ah, uh, here's something that's kind of embarrassing. Oh, baby, and, we could do that. We and, could do that for days, man. Yeah, here's a little something that we could, I could kind of like, uh, a little self-effacing mm-hmm, humor, but mm-hmm. but it never comes up. Mm. I, I think I should ask your wife for a couple of these items, and then I'll Dude, have them. Dude, you should. You totally you, should. Well, you're in Tennessee, and I can show them to you on Skype, and then we can talk about them. Now, I'm thinking back, I'm thinking back to... Yeah, I'm trying to think about the stuff that I've gone through as I've been packing and, and trying to think if any of it's, you know, kind of embarrassing and, and revelatory in the same way that, that some of your stuff is. And uh, I've found funny things that I've run across that I've kept, but, like, nothing nothing really on that level, on the level of a homemade guitar case. You know so you kind of, I mean? you trash that stuff as you go. I think I trash things that remind me of being embarrassed. Okay, yeah. And, and I, I, but, I, I hold on to them tightly. But you know what? This is an assignment. I'm going to think about that. Nice. And I'm going, I'm, I'm going to produce something along those lines for you. Okay? Something lashed to something else. Something lashed something to something else. <laughs> something, something embarrassing. No, I'm going to do that. I'm definitely going to do that. And, and speaking of things that are often lashed to other things, um, <laughs> I do have your phone here. I have the Samsung. And uh, because this is radio and not television, I'm going to describe this. This is a standard... Samsung burner phone, right? Like a BlackBerry knockoff, but like kind of a BlackBerry knockoff. Yeah. So like, yeah, with the with the keys right there on the phone, with the screen, uh, the one that says send, the one that says end, just your standard Samsung burner, zero right. megapixel camera, zero megapixel <laughs> camera, and a pay as you go kind of thing. And, and when I came in today, Zach, you were really excited because you had some news for me. <laughs> and what was the news? I want you to share it with our listeners. Ted, Ted, that phone you're holding is, is in a couple days going to be obsolete because I got a new one coming in the mail. Wait, wait, it's going to be more obsolete than it was eight years ago when it was already obsolete. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. yeah, okay. Actually, that phone is not that old. It's about two years old, Okay. and I bought it for like $15. It's sure. a track phone. It's a track, sure, a track phone. That's the kind of phone that I have for my 12-year-old. So it is, a, it's like yeah. a burner phone like yeah. Michael Weston would buy to use once. Right. Yeah. He would buy it, he'd use it once, and then he'd like... Use it as a bomb. He'd throw it into like the, the, the Atlantic Ocean, you know, so it would be <laughs> gone, right? Um, and I know, can throw mine into the ocean if I want. I would like you to. I'd like you to throw it... <laughs> I'd like you to do something kind of Michael Weston-y to this phone. I'm just going to put it in a box and give it to you. Actually, you're going to put it in a box and keep it, because I know how you are with old electronics. 
You're actually right. I, I know. I know that. I know that. Actually, I, I would like it. You so, want that? I'll, yeah. You, you may have it, Ted. Okay, I would like you it. You can pretend that you're talking on it. I'd like it as a keepsake. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the new phone, and tell us about kind of what got you there. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't like cell phones. I don't yeah. want one. I don't want one either. I hate them. But I became a pastor, and I realized I needed to be available to people. Sure. So I went to the store, and I said, I, as cheap as possible. I knew people were already starting to pay 60 bucks or 80 sure, bucks sure, a month. Sure, sure. And so I found the track phone. It was a Nokia. It was the kind that you can't break back yeah. then. You know, yeah. the one you can drop it off the Empire State Building. It would kill someone and be fine. Right, right, right. Um, and, and I had that for a while. And so I was buying minutes in advance. The church was buying them at first. Okay. Then texting started. Yeah. And, and I kind of realized I couldn't let the church buy them in good conscience, so I started buying them. Yeah, when you're like texting haha things to me. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah, so, and it was like, yeah, I spent a 10 to 15 bucks a month. Sure. Well, I realized that the, the volume of texts happening now. Mm hmm. And, and the way they're coming in, they're coming in as quote-unquote picture, picture messages. Okay. Because my, my phone distinguishes between regular yeah, messages. Yeah. And, and so, like, when you and me and Cliff were texting about creation, yeah, I had to open up, like, 90 picture messages, and it charged me, like, five minutes apiece. So you could see all these pictures of, like, you know, the words. Uh, Toby Mac and, and... Well, there was those, but then there was even, like, it's like... Even the word ones would come yeah, through as pictures? Yeah, it, it would say, downloading picture messages, then it would show me the words. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. And so I got a new phone. Yep. Which is actually five years old. Okay. All right. I looked on, I, I, I found this service called BYO Wireless. Okay. They should sponsor us. That would be great. Because you can take any phone, yeah. and then you pay like 20 bucks a month, and you yeah. get like unlimited texting and some Dude, data. and some, right on, yeah. man. Uh, and so uh, I, I found, I'm like, I can use any phone. I literally spent like three hours looking at old phones. I wanted a flip phone. Yeah. Because I, you know, when I watch Breaking Bad and they flip open their phones, I like and they that. flip them closed. It's just yeah. something final about it. And There's awesome. something fun. It's like hanging up a phone, which yes. you don't get the experience of anymore. You can hang it up hard if you want. Yeah, you can you be can, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I found this one. It's called an Alias Two. Ooh, the Alias. And it opens up portrait, mm-hmm. like a standard flip phone that you can, you know, you put it to your ear and you've got yeah. the two parts yeah. and it's bent around your face. Yeah. And then you close it mm. and you open it up landscape. Dude. Yeah, I know. Dude, the engineering on this thing, man. Yeah. Unreal. The fact that they never made a second model means that, no, that yeah. one little spot where it's connected isn't yeah. going to break. No, yeah. no, it's never going to break. <laughs> and, and when you open it up landscape, though, Ted, yeah. the buttons, the, the letters on the buttons, the numbers on the buttons, rather, yeah. turn into letters. Oh, my goodness. Because of e-ink. Yeah. And they shift 90 degrees. Baby, you so you've got like a mini computer. Next time I see you in person, you'll, be, you'll have the new phone. Will you have it by, uh, we're hanging out Thursday night. Are you going to have it Maybe. by Maybe. I might get it on Thursday. Oh, I hope you get it on Thursday. I'll let you make some calls, man, and make some texts. Oh, I'd love to make some calls on your new phone. And here's the thing, man. And nothing flip it shut. Nothing makes me more angry yeah. than having to type with my thumbs on a, a virtual keyboard, like on an iPhone or something. It's the worst, man. Yeah, my, I always say, I'm like, okay, this is going to be an S, and a D appears. Yeah, I This has actual, I knew I needed actual buttons. And and really, I feel like I'm. I mean, this is an older phone than my the phone I'm getting rid of. I'm mm-hmm. moving backwards in time, Ted. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get, and I'm I'm gonna wait until hipsters are no longer a thing. Yeah, and good I'm gonna time it so that I actually get a, a, a standard typewriter. Yeah. Right. Oh, Ted. Yeah. Ted, yeah. you got to look into this thing, man. Okay. It's. I want you to get this. Okay. It's it's an obnoxious, uh, new but old advice a device rather. It's a it's a Kickstarter. Okay. It's called the Hemming Right. The Hemming right. Hemming W R I T. Hemming oh, right. Yes. It's like a, a solid like. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look that up on my suitcase phone right now. thing. Okay. And you and it's it's basically just text. Okay. It's got e ink and it looks like as you as you type one line and enter it appears on the thing. Okay. 
and uh, and it's basically just text. You can't really edit on it. You can't. You can only write. Okay. Like a like a typewriter, and then it actually wirelessly. So it's not even like Word. It doesn't have Word. No, no. Okay. I think you might be able to format okay. maybe, but then it just wirelessly syncs it to the cloud. Oh yeah. So then later on, you can go back and get like stuff. But it will make you should have one of these. Because I should have one of those. I love that idea. It, it fits your ethos a little bit too, yeah. man. Kind of like the uh, the kind of old school. Uh, California gangster pool party kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> None of this new school Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, you don't need that. Yeah. All right, I'm looking up the Hemingwright. Here it is. A distraction-free digital typewriter by Hemingwright. Kickstarter. Look at that thing. Dude, I love that. Look at that. It's like it's like a... I want to see more images. That should be in one hand and your old school like shell briefcase that you yeah. got for free should be in the other hand. Look at the Hemingwright. We'll put the, a link to the Hemingwright as well. Actually, I would like Hemingwright to sponsor the program. Yes! Being that we are both uh, wildly successful, internationally published, award-winning authors, we need Hemingwrights. Um, I think that sending us to Hemingwright would mean we would talk about little else but We will endorse Hemingwright. We will talk about Hemingwright. We will write our next books on Hemingwrights. We will wear Hemingwright t-shirts. I think they changed the name now that I think about it because yeah. everyone hated the word Hemingwright and I was disappointed because I thought it was great. I think it's fantastic. Look What's at that. Hate about it? it looks like it has like, it has like little knobs. I like this one. This one looks kind of eighties. Yeah, it has a knob. It has little knobs. That looks like something like a World War II correspondent. I want would this have. one. I want this very one. The white one. The white one is awesome. Dude. Little gauges, little knobs on it. Folder, Wi-Fi. You know what that looks like? It looks like something Doctor Emmett Brown would have made. Yeah, exactly. Like he would have fashioned this in his workshop, right? <laughs> <laughs> Out of 1950s components, but, yeah, but exactly. so that it does something modern. It's, yeah, exactly. I love it, man. I love the Hemingwright. Well, baby, should we uh, should we end on that note? I like it. I like it. Hemingwright, if you're out there, uh, sponsor the program. You can hit us up at uh, info at gutcheckpress.com. That's where we funnel all of our uh, high-level sponsorship-related business opportunities. Um, as a company, we're all about business opportunities and partnerships. And if and if it bounces back to you, it's it's just because as has happened two times in the last month, uh-huh. all of my websites are down. Okay. All right. that, that happened two times and, and and like I have you know how many websites I have Ted. Yeah, you've got a my few. Church, my own, my other one. Not as many check. as Terry Well. <laughs> <laughs> but keep keep at it, you know? Yeah. Keep yeah. at it. Keep at it. Dare to dream. <laughs> Folks, this has been the Gut Check Podcast. It has been a pleasure coming to you from uh, from the mitten boxing glove shaped state of Michigan. Uh, we love it. We will come to you next time. Next time. From remote locations all over the country. Um, the very next time. You will enjoy the Cliff Graham podcast. And, uh, real punchy ending here, Dad. Real punchy ending, I There's know. No this is good radio. Just... Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>